The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of MyStressAlarm.com. So it's still Mental Health Awareness Month um, in May, and I wanted to make sure I touched on some of the aspects of stress management that I might not normally focus on. This podcast is... Well, it's for everybody. Everyone is welcome, but it's really geared toward very hardworking individuals with very ambitious goals, Uh, goals that may take many years to achieve, and often you're without a lot of resources, um, time and money in particular, um, and let's throw in energy, right, Um, because you need energy. And the assumption is that by working harder, you're being more productive. Now, we know that's not always the case, hence the saying, work smarter, not harder. Uh, But when you have a big hill to climb, you want to work smarter and harder, right? Um, And I just wanted to pursue that angle of stress management when you kind of exhibit behavior more like you're addicted to work rather than just actually being more productive. Now, I sort of tackled this subject in a couple previous episodes. I did an episode back about 10 months ago, um, episode 13, Motivational Extremism, in which I focused on motivational speakers and how effective or practical their advice is, or not, as the case may be, uh, for people who may not have the best genes and can't withstand the amount of stress and pressure that they would have you believe you need to. Uh, in order to be successful. This idea that you have to live and breathe success and essentially go to the extreme or else you're just playing games and you're not really committed uh, and so therefore you'll fail. And and I questioned that tactic uh, also from a cognitive ability standpoint and pointed out that the research shows that your cognitive function decreases when you don't get enough sleep. And I would think that you would want to you know, want fairly good cognitive ability when you're working on your goals so you can be successful, right? Anyway, uh, and then about six months ago, I did another episode, uh, episode 32, Productivity, How Much is Enough, in which I bring up some extreme cases of people who literally died as a direct result of working too hard, even in the corporate world, all because they were trying to get ahead in the company and felt that in order to do so, um, They had to work constantly, which meant neglecting their own basic needs, uh, which was very unfortunate. Anyway, I found an excellent article on the BBC website entitled, When Productivity Becomes an Addiction, and I'll put the link in the show notes. I wish I could read the whole thing because it's it's a really well-written article, I think, uh, the way they lay everything out. Uh, But I'll just read a few excerpts and uh, give my two cents on it. So there's an author and productivity expert by the name of Cyril Pupian. 
and I'm sure I just butchered that name. Uh, it's spelled first name C-Y-R-I-L, last name P-E-U-P-I-O-N. So I don't know how you pronounce it, but um, anyway, he's quoted in the article as saying, most people who come to me are high performers and very successful, but often the word they use to describe their work style is unsustainable and they need help getting it back on track. Now, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me mention sustainability many times, including a process I created called sustainability planning, which is separate and distinct from chronic stress monitoring and helps to bridge the gap between reactive and proactive habits. Um, So how sustainable your lifestyle is, to me, is a function of two things. Number one, how much rest you get on an average day, duh. Um, But number two, your level of satisfaction with the rate of progress you're making on your goals. The latter represents your intrinsic motivation, your natural drive and ambition to achieve your goals, however difficult they may be. And I believe it's innate. It's part of you. You can't change it any more than you can make yourself taller. So it would be a fool's errand to try to suppress that motivation, even a little, in order to make time for healthy habits or to try to change, uh, to well, to change, but to shame someone into believing their priorities are all screwed up. It's much more effective to me to leverage that motivation, to work with it rather than against it. And that's why it's a key component of my sustainability planning. And it's one of the, um, the axis on my sustainability, uh, matrix, which as a reminder, uh, you use that to assess where you are in terms of sustainability. The four categories being coasting along, squaring a circle, overextended, and chill mode. And if you want to know more about that, you can listen to episodes 9 and 10, Beyond Chronic Stress Monitoring, episode 25, um, How to Be a Workaholic in Three Easy Steps, and then episodes 45, 46, and 48, how to go from being reactive to proactive. Uh, so I talk about sustainability quite a bit. Um, it is central to the perfect stress system. But getting back to the article, and, and here's where it gets interesting, and I quote, he, meaning the uh, Cyril Poupian, <laughs> I hate to say it because I know I'm not getting it right, but um, he has classified three distinct extreme productivity types. Number one, the efficiency obsessive. Uh, Number two, the selfish productive. And three, the quantity obsessed. The efficiency obsessive is hyper-organized and obsessed with detail, he explains. Their desks are super tidy and their pens are probably color-coded. They are the master of inbox zero. But they have lost sight of the big picture and don't know the difference between efficiency and effectiveness. The selfish productive is obsessed with their own goals and shuns collaboration. uh, collaboration. They are so focused on their own world that if they are asked to do something outside of it, they aren't interested. They do have the big picture in mind, but the picture is too much about them. Hmm. And the quantity obsessed mistakenly equates productivity with output. They think the more emails I respond to, the more meetings I attend, the more tasks I do, the higher my performance. They face a real risk of burnout. 
In Poupian's experience, this is the most common type because there is a pervasive belief that more means better at work. So not sure if any of these sound familiar to you. Hopefully not. And there's a whole list of very specific signs of what they call pre-burnout and what to do about it. So I won't go into all that, uh, but I encourage you to read the article. It's very informative. Personally, I see myself as a little efficiency obsessive. I mean, my desk is clean. There's no clutter. I hate clutter. Uh, But I don't have things lined up super straight or anything. I'm not obsessive compulsive like that. Uh, My pens are not color coded. uh, And my inbox is definitely not zero. Uh, I just checked. I have uh, 3,439 emails in my inbox in just one of my main accounts. uh, Many of which I'm sure I haven't even opened. Um, But anyway, now to an extent, I do value being organized. And I actually talk about this and and how it affects your stress level. That is episode 42, Organization is Your Friend. Uh, But obviously, just like anything else, uh, there are diminishing returns if you take it to the extreme. But I would say I'm obsessed with efficiency, especially on the computer and, you know, workflows and repeatable tasks Uh, and formatting to understand information as quickly as as possible and meaningfully as possible. Uh, And mainly I see it as survival. I mean, I I can't run this podcast without being super efficient. I just can't. And same goes for software development and tracking defects and such. Being efficient is one of my strengths. I have a lot of skills in this area, and I have to leverage everything I, I got because I don't have a lot of resources, so I have to be as resourceful as possible. Uh, But I don't see that as being a productivity junkie per se. Now, I did want to look at the public health aspect of this as well um, and what's really going on. So reading from the same BBC article again, and, and I quote, a key driver of the burnout epidemic in today's culture or is today's culture of wanting it all. Often it's just not possible to have a healthy social life and deliver on a big project and meet all your personal fitness goals all at the same time. It's crucial to prioritize and not expect too much of yourself uh, when others seem like the perfect boss parent, fitness idol, and friend all at the same time. They're probably misleading us or at the very least getting a lot of help. And I bring this up also when talking about having the ability to stick to proactive habits. I mean, you take some of the TV uh, health and wellness personalities. Uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but, you know, they're as close to perfect as you're ever going to see. You know, they work out regularly. They do their meditation, eat their blueberries and a handful of nuts a day always get their greens in, have a great social support network. Whatever you're supposed to do to live a proactively healthy lifestyle, they do, or at least appear to do. They're like Mary Poppins when it comes to healthy living, nearly perfect in every way. But chances are, just like the article states, they're getting a lot of help. They're probably getting a lot of help. Devil's in the details, right? So moral of the story Don't be too hard on yourself. So just to wrap this all up, uh, I think one of the key takeaways from this article uh, and this episode 
is to not lose the forest for the trees. It's very easy to get so wrapped up in your day-to-day task that you may not be taking the straightest path to your goals or the, or, or the path of least resistance. So it's crucial to always question what you're doing and why, uh, what your priorities are, and, and also cost-benefit. Just because there may be value in something you're doing doesn't mean you should be doing it because there's a cost associated with that as well, at a minimum, your time and energy. Well, that's my two cents for this week. I really value your feedback, so please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page uh, or always feel free to email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. That's it for this week. Please stay safe. Uh, Wishing you good health and success. And thank you very much, as always, for listening. If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, please try MyStressAlarm.com today. It's free for a limited time. There's no wearables or sensors needed. And it takes just one minute a day if you're slow. That's MyStressAlarm.com. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, stress less to be your best.